0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written
1: by a passenger for anyone. And here is your host, it's Mr. Carl Stebbings. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings, and joining me in the kitchen studio this week is my co-host, Matt Smith. Morning. Good morning, Matt. And how is Matt on this uh, rather chilly morning? Uh, He's all right, yes. Yes, yes. Survived another night. Always grateful. You you made your way through the uh, (laughs) tremendous snow drifts we've had. I
0: I don't know. I I was a bit surprised when I went out to the car to discover it had actually got snow on it, because it was... Snowy yesterday, mm. and it sort of snow. I mean, I think well, was it Thursday night? Um, doing school run, obviously, because I'm a coach driver, ah. and uh, doing the school run and that, and it was literally horrific. I mean, at one point the snow was so bad I thought I was going to have to pull over because I couldn't actually see anymore. Um, which is you know funny about that, not not killing anyone. Oh, I was sitting here in
1: front of the fire when that came. I all ride.
0: But uh, then I was a bit shocked when I went outside to discover we'd had a small small flurry a overnight. Small, nothing yeah. like
1: uh, what our friends across the pond are getting. Uh, no, of course, no that, in, that is of course
0: true. Yes, yes But then you see over there, if you get terrible snow uh they function and carry on regardless here if we have less than a penny's wits <laughs>
1: worth of snow everything in the UK grinds to a halt so i've always said the us get the us gets snow mm. and we get snow <laughs> right okay that's all we can <laughs> do Do you like that one uh, yes it's very good yes you can have that well done thank you Uh,
0: I came uh, I was watching uh, uh, the news actually before uh, BBC Breakfast News uh, and of course they were talking about uh, Manchester Airport and there's a very nice article worth looking at on their website um, how they clear all the snow and uh, they they were offering excuses as to why um, airports in this country grind to a halt mm. with what they described as a pound coin's widths worth of snow. It's the so, wrong sort of snow, it,
1: apparently. Yes, mm. yes, it's wet snow rather than. Anything else. Anyway, so you, I digress. J- <laughs> you join us then for episode forty-seven today yes. is the. 31st of January. Uh, it's yes. a Saturday morning, just coming up to 9.30. I,
0: I have a selection of friends who are very excited that it's the end of January because they've been doing this dryathlon. Um, oh, dryathlon. Uh, yes, no yes. no alcohol. I can think of at least one person who probably tomorrow lunchtime will be in quite a state. Mm, oh, blimey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes.
1: So you join us then on a chilly morning here in the UK <laughs> for uh, for for our show. And we've got loads of news and stuff to get through yeah. this week. Actually
0: you realize when it's really snow we're not I'm not going to let you do it in the kitchen studio don't you We're going to have to do it in the lounge studio in front of the <laughs> in fire in front of the you. fire
1: <laughs> Yes it's Nothing like Mind you open. mind you with these dwindling oil prices uh, oh, the yeah, heating for this house is becoming rather cheap Oh you're so tight It's so good No, no. I'm glad, so <laughs> glad I don't have gas Oh Anyhow shall we move on <laughs> yeah, yeah all <laughs> right yeah sorry Right right so we're going <laughs> to we get started Let's yeah. get started Busy yes. show let's go. busy show so, we're going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news mm. from around the UK and the world. So, if you're ready, then, Matt. Yes, lots of stories to get through. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So kicking off then, thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry, no. So kicking off our first story for this week then, uh, travel weekly site this one, and uh, as we've just been talking about before we started the show, uh, the Emirates uh, uh, Airlines to review prices after oil uh, price fall. So the falling price of oil um, has led to uh, well to savings, hopefully within the airline industry. Mm. Emirates says it will be considering lower fare prices uh, following recent drops in oil prices. The president of Dubai's flagship airline is looking at whether to cut the fuel surcharge, which is worked into the price of an airfare. The national Abu Dhabi-based newspaper reported uh, Tim Clark as saying, uh, saying that falling prices would be a huge boost to the airline's 2014 earnings. He explained it would uh, op- uh, offset disruption from uh, runway um work at its home airport and a decline in business with Russia. The airline's been working at an impact of oil prices since November and is likely to bring out new prices in April, according to Reuters. Clark, speaking at the World Economic Forum in Davos, said the oil price fall has given us the opportunity to review our whole pricing structure. Emirates reported a 1.9 billion dirhams, or £345 million, in the sixth months to September the 30th, with fuel being 38% of Emirates' costs in the same period. Earlier this month, Qatar Airways announced it would reduce its fuel surcharge as well. Mm. So it could be good news then for those who could. want to travel with Emirates. Mm. Um, but our next story, moving on, yep. uh, is uh, following on a similar topic yeah this is uh, also this
0: is uh, from the uh, this is money.co.uk from their website and this story involves easyjet and EasyJet vows to pass on falling oil prices to passengers by cutting its fares. EasyJet promised to make tickets cheaper by passing on the falling oil price as it revealed another rise in passenger numbers, writes Laura Chesters. The low cost airline, run by Carolyn McCall, yesterday reported a 4.1% jump in passengers in its first quarter to 14.9 million and said it expects that lower fuel costs will be beneficial for its customers as fares adjust. It expects revenue per seat, a key industry measure, to improve to 2% as first uh, half bookings are in line with last year. And it said that uh, on it's on track to reduce first half losses between 10 and £30 million pounds compared to the £53 million pounds of last year. Uh, The autumn-winter period is also tougher for airlines when fewer people fly, so a reduction of losses in the period was welcomed by shareholders. It also posted first quarter sales up 3.8% to £931 million for the three months to the end of December. EasyJet shares f- uh, flew up more than four percent in early trade, beating the all-time high achieved in April of one thousand eight hundred and fifty-three pence. But shares settled back and closed up nearly two percent uh, on to uh, one thousand seven hundred and eighty-nine. Robin By, transport analyst of Contour Fitzgerald, said EasyJet is trading well and should start to see the benefit of recent expansion of capacity at London Gatwick. McCall said that it had strengthened its network in the quarter, adding around 500,000 seats, the majority of which are from airports where EasyJet has a number of one where it has a number one or number two position, she said that uh, its new TV ad campaign aimed at business travellers enabled EasyJet to sell record numbers of seats to business travellers in the first quarter. EasyJet is Europe's second largest budget airline by passenger numbers after Ryanair, but unlike its Irish rival, it chooses to be based uh, out of more than uh, out of more main airports. Ryanair also has recently stepped up its efforts to win over business passengers by offering
1: flexible tickets and better customer service. So, yeah, so two two it's, stories. It's definitely, all- um, it's, 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 it's making things change, these falling oil prices. Not yeah. only are we seeing cheaper fuel for our uh, buses and, and cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, it's, it's good because yeah. it'll make I- air travel even cheaper.
0: My well, I mean, I I guess because they buy all, I mean, in the story we covered last week, I mean, they they're buying it in v- mm. f- you know, fuel in vast quantities. I'm just a bit disappointed that they aren't passing those those um, sort of savings on straight away. Yet. There seems to be a bit of a delay. Mm. Um, I mean, well, if you use sort of like oil and gas prices when it comes to energy supplies, I mean they're very quick to put it up as soon as and and airlines are no oh, different. Yeah. The you know the the um, the the cost that you pay as a passenger goes up the minute that the mm. the oil price goes up, but it, it, it takes months for it to come down again. I mean, it is marketing, I suppose, at the end of the day. But.
1: I mean, just as a, just as a uh, a, com- a comparison, our heating oil, yeah. Last year, this time last year, was um, 65 pence a litre. Right. Uh, it's now 34. Good heavens. Yeah. It's like literally half. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's, that's why it's very cheap yeah. to heat. So I'm
0: going to sound like a right dunce, and I apologise to every experienced individual who is listening to this story, <laughs> but aviation fuel, I mean, I presume it is ethanol-based. Jet A1 fuel. Right, okay. And what is it? It's its not a gas by-product, is it? It's, no. Uh,
1: it is. It's highly flammable stuff. Oh, yes, that's obviously, sure. <laughs> um, you have to be very careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hence, earthing everything when they, when yeah, they land, yeah, uh, and yeah. wearing gloves when fueling aircraft yes, as well. Yeah. It's not very good for, for, for hands. hands. It's carcinogenic. Yeah. Right. Oh, splendid. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it 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 does well. It yeah. powers aircraft. We need it. Well, yeah. No, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Where where I was going with that question is, I mean, presumably it's nearest. I mean, what, what is it made of? It. I mean, is it? I'm
1: not 100 percent sure. I, I mean, it's a very refined um, fuel. I mean, is it, sure. it sort of you know, basically just, a very refined mm. version of
0: petrol, essentially? Therefore, I, yeah, the so same.
1: We, anyone listening, yes. who's a, who's yeah. a fuel buff, who might know a bit might more know. about e-mail it, email us. Do please, because I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm <laughs>
0: genuinely interested. I, I I actually am. I'm just, I just, as I say, I presume that's why it's sort of going down in line with with fuel prices, I was sort of surprised that it was, I don't know, I guess it, I kind of expected it to be, because gas prices aren't, aren't altering that much. No, no. Um... So uh, I, I, guess that's, I guess why that's why I'm asking, is it sort of petrol-based? Is that why it's sort
1: of... Send us there? your answers in. Yes, please. The usual means. Yes. And try and help <laughs> yeah. me not look quite so stupid. <laughs> so moving on, uh, travel weekly, this one. Ah, my favourite um, airline. Matt's favourite, Ryanair. <laughs> uh, so Ryanair extends Business Plus Fast Track service to Gatwick. So Ryanair's Business Plus Fast Track security service is being, uh, being extended. Uh, to Gatwick from February the 2nd. The Irish budget carrier is also introducing the scheme at Rome Campino from March the 2nd and Eindhoven from April the 1st, with more airports to come as it seeks to attract more business travellers. More than quarter, uh, 27% of Ryanair's passengers travel on business, and the carrier is seeking to capture more. Business Plus fares start at €69.99, including fast-track security at selected airports. Chief Marketing Officer Kenny Jacobs said Ryanair will carry over 24 million business customers this year. And the launch of our Business Plus service has made flying with Ryanair an even smarter choice for European businesses. With our tailored packages uh, offering free airport check-in, uh, flexible ticket charges and a 20 kilo baggage allowance, fast mm. track at airports, priority boarding and premium seating. Business and corporate travelers choose Ryanair for our low fares and industry-leading punctuality and the largest route network in Europe. And we now offer even more business routes connecting Europe's major cities with additional flights and improved schedules, ensuring great savings for businesses of all sizes. Mm. This is good. This is good. Mm. I like this. I'm going to have to try I think when we fly Ryanair in yeah. September this year, mm. I'm going to have to try and see what this see what the business you know, plus fair yeah, difference uh, the packages difference yeah. the package is like, and uh, and maybe give it a try. Yeah, um, but uh, go, sort of on on the similar subject, we're saying about the airports that Ryan Ryan mm. are flying to not being as main hubs major ones yeah, like but, you, yeah. uh, EasyJet. A few years ago, me and my father flew to Bergerac in yeah. France, right, with Ryanair. Yeah, and uh, I have to say that airport is in the middle of nowhere. Right, the runway is very, very short. Right, in fact, it's it's only just long enough to um, right cater for seven three seven hit the ground at full <laughs> air brakes. <laughs> um, and uh, it it is a shed. It, well, it's not a shed. It's a kind of just a. A, a big shed, right? <laughs> As okay. It's, um, yeah. But it, it's just a, it's a lo- really lovely little airport, yeah. so well looked after, mm. yeah. in the like, in the middle of France. But Bergerac Airport is pretty right. awesome. I guess the only downside to that is you are literally nowhere
0: near anywhere you want to be. Well,
1: we we we, <laughs> we, we were actually near <laughs> right, where okay. we wanted to be. Um, yeah. We were lucky that Ryanair flew there, and the right. prices of the, the actual flights were yeah. very cheap. To mm. be fair. Yeah but uh no so, see
0: cuz i mean they use the major airports predominantly the major cuz they use like london luton they use yeah. stansted, stansted they yeah. i mean um and, and and not so much gatwick do they i they don't know if Ryanair flies from gatwick i don't know i haven't looked yeah at um, but they 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 so they use a sort of like london yeah. London-based ones, because I don't, I don't know if there's much at Heathrow either. No. so look sticking. Into that one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We should know this, really. We, we really <laughs> should, yes. Sir. Good, that's lovely. So, every day's a school day. Hey? Uh, right, okay, on to the next story before we both look incredibly stupid. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, travelweekly.co.uk, uh, and the headline is Russian oh, like military this. aircraft disrupt civil aviation. Uh, Russian military aircraft flying near UK airspace caused disruption to civil aviation on Wednesday, according to the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. The two long range aircraft, said to be nuclear capable, mm. did not enter UK airspace, but the maneuvers were part of an increasing pattern of out of area operations by Russia. Oh dear. Uh, the Bear class bombers were escorted by RAF jets throughout the time uh, that they were in the UK area of interest. Officials uh, added, Typhoon t- fighters were scrambled from RAF Lossiemouth and RAF Conings- Coningsby to escort the Russian aircraft in a military uh, in, in a military mission that lasted 12 hours. The FCO declined to give the details of the disruption to the aviation. Uh, Civil Aviation but the Russian ambassador has been summoned to account for the incident. The two Tu-95 Bear H bombers came within 25 miles of the UK. They travelled from the north past the west coast of Ireland and uh, to the English Channel before turning around and going back uh, the way they had come. The BBC has reported uh, the Russian aircraft manoeuvres are part of an increasing pattern of out of area operations by Russia aircraft. And FCO spokesman had said uh, they were escorted by RAF typhoons throughout the time that they were in the UK area of interest. The Russian planes caused disruption to civil aviation. Ambassador Alexander Yankov has was called in to provide an explanation. What are they up to?
1: This isn't the first time we've had this. A few times last year. Oh, really? Um, quite a few times, yeah. Where the um, this this particular aircraft, as well the Tu ninety five, was intercepted by um, our typhoons. Oh, right. And they just, I, I, I just, whether it's them just sort of being pushing annoying their luck. pushing their luck. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. the Tu ninety five is is by no means a, a, a fighter jet. It's no. huge, right? Uh, okay, it, It's yes. a so, it's a Cold War sort of bomber, right? Um, built. Uh, first flew in November 1952. Right. Okay. Uh, obviously, still in active service with the uh, yeah. Soviet Air Force, the Soviet Navy, and the Russian Air Force. Um, and they've actually built 500 of these aircraft. Right. Uh, that was built. How many are in service now? I don't know, <laughs> but they're a huge bomber. Yeah. Um, Four propeller.
0: Right. Um, okay. So you um, could probably hear it long before you could see it. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, it. it
1: you you've dropped in there really well because it is a i'm just looking up on some of the details on the T the Tupelov Tu-95 yeah. it says one of the um, key features of the aircraft is that the tips of the propeller blades um move faster than the speed of sound what? making it one of the noisiest yeah, military aircraft um and it also has distinctive swept back wings that right. are swept back at a 35 degree angle oh. um yeah
0: I, I, I don't like the word nuclear. <laughs> I, mean, I think I don't know whether that was just popped in for um, sort of shock value, but it was just sort of <laughs> nuclear capable aircraft.
1: I mean, if you if you if you ever look if you look up one of these on um, on the internet, the Tu ninety five when the when these aircraft are landing. Mm-hmm. The landing gear legs are, are so long; it looks like almost like the aircraft is landing on stilts. Really? Yeah, it's quite uh, quite an interesting <laughs> to see. Oh and the engines themselves yeah. on these aircraft, the uh, the propeller blades are huge. Mm. Um, what,
0: what sort of what
1: sort of um, size? It's got uh, four. It's a, a turbo prop, right? Um, turbo prop aircraft, and it is powered by. Oh, I can't pronounce this now. Okay, sorry. It's powered by four Kuznet, Kuznetsov right. NK-12M uh, turboprops. Apologies for the pronunciation there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it does look pretty awesome. It has a, it has a range, um, unfeu- unrefueled yeah of 9,400 miles. Right, okay. Which is fairly good going, I think, actually. hmm
0: Anyway, yes, what but were they doing over here? What were That's... they doing over here? <laughs> is the... I
1: don't think they were taking pictures for mum and dad. Do you think um, not? Yeah, no. well, maybe,
0: or maybe they were. It depends on who their mum and dad were.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mumsky and dadski. Yeah, yeah, mum. <laughs> yes. Right, okay. so we're, moving we're on. Ste- we're stepping into racial territory yes, yeah, here. Let's yeah, move, yeah, on. move on. <laughs> so Flight Global. Uh, Flight Global is one. Uh, this is one I picked up on early this week. Mm. Pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the the headline is Gulf carriers halt Baghdad flights after 737 attack. Oh blimey. Uh, Emirates and Etihad Airways have suspended services to Baghdad after arriving after an arriving Fly Dubai Boeing 737800 reportedly sustained damage after being shot at. What? The aircraft oh is widely reported um by local media to have been operating flight FZ215 on the 26th of January and cite a statement from the carrier saying it received damage to its fuselage consistent with small arms fire. Dubai-based Emirates uh, says it's suspending its service to Iraq, the capital, under further notice due to operational reasons. Middle Eastern operator Etihad Airways, based in Abu Dhabi, has also declared that it's halting Baghdad flights. The safety of our customers and employees is always our first priority," it says, and we will continue to work closely with the authorities and monitor the situation before recommencing scheduled services to Baghdad. That's, I mean, I have read a few more um, articles of this online, yeah. and um, some are sort of. Some say there was a few injuries on board, and some say there wasn't. But right. um, it's not c- completely uh, tra- you know, clear yet. But, how uh, e- how every, however, how, uh, however you read this, it's this is not, not good, good. Not good news. Um, no. um, I mean
0: yeah. <sighs> I mean the 737800 is a Ryanair plane isn't it Yes, I mean, it is. Same it is. it's the yeah. same sort of And Flydubai
1: are a fairly newish airline mm. um they're kind of a low, they're kind of the Ryanair of um of uh, the sort so of Arab, that, right yeah, yeah the outside yeah, yeah. you know mm. the, the emirates and side side of the things but uh, wow. it's not good no it's not not, not good no, at all okay. um, well, so moving on yes. to
0: our next story okay yes this is uh, picture based um unfortunately so i don't know how well this will work on the radio um but uh, flightglobal.com uh, is the website and it's a trans-, tra- tran- trans transavia, transavia yeah. unveils new livery so i'm sure uh, uh, it'll be worth a, a quick uh, Google if uh, if you want to have a look. If not, I'm sure Carl will put it on the Facebook page. Mm. Air France, KLM's low cost unit Transavia, is it Transavia? Transavia. Transavia. Transavia my has re rebar- has rebranded admit amid uh, amid expansion of its Boeing 737 fleet to take more over more of the group's short-haul traffic. The livery, uh, featuring a restyled logo on the fin and an enlarged brand name in the carrier's traditional green, on a white fuselage is intended to convey Transavia's aim of becoming Europe's leading airline in hospitality, the group says. Uh, next to the passengers' doors, the word welcome is painted onto the fuselage in the languages of countries to be served. The aircraft's um, underbelly uh, features the airline logo and the two stylized icons uh, signifying landmarks uh, among the network lo- uh, network's destinations or symbols of travel for leisure and business passengers. Each aircraft features a different combination of said icons. Uh, conceived by Dutch design agency sh- uh, studio Dunbar and digital marketing specialist Mirabu. The rebranding was thoroughly tested in five European countries, the airline says. The test clearly confirms that the new design answers Transavia's strategic objectives, it adds. Air France KLM's uh, KLM is expanding the budget carrier's network to compete with low-cost operators such as EasyJet, Ryanair and Vueling. The Paris, the Paris Orly-based fleet of Transavia France will grow to around 40 aircraft by 2019. Right. So uh, I'm just
1: looking online at the at the, the original Transavia um, yeah. colours because mm-hmm. this is a, a, a story that was actually picked up as well. I heard first about this from David yeah. Harris. Right. And uh, one of our friends on Facebook. And just looking at the delivery you've got in front of the yeah, the new one, yeah. and the old Transavia. Uh, colors, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think I think I do like the new livery. I think it's it's mm. good with the name all across.
0: I'm not sure about the underbelly thing though. I don't know. I mean, it may be just because they've they've obviously just superimposed them on the picture that I'm looking at. But
1: um, I
0: mean, I don't know. Are they ever going to be low enough for you
1: to sort of see? See that, yeah, those particular.
0: See, because they're, they're not the sort of biggest logos in the world. I mean, yeah, the
1: I mean, looking at the um, the new the new paint job. If you go back up on yep. the picture, you've got the name. You've got a white fuselage predominantly yep. a white fuselage with the green Transavia name yep. uh, across the most of the length of the fuselage in yeah. big letters. The old uh, cut, paint job had kind of uh, a white fuselage again, yep. but with a, a green streak that uh, started from the a cockpit end yeah. and gradually widened as it got towards the tail. Right. Um I
0: quite like the T in the new livery. Yeah, that that it, the the sort of the, the, the sort of like the logo if you like. Mm-hmm. Um is uh, is quite
1: nice. But it is yeah, it's good it's good. I think it's good when airlines rebrand. Yeah. Um I mean that the Kahula, remember the Kahula aircraft with all the Weird and wonderful colors on We covered a few episodes back. You probably can't remember that one. No. Oh, That's, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some really mega yeah. paint jobs yeah. on that one. Yeah. It's really, Colourful, really good. Very it's, colorful, it's word. yeah. So, moving on, next story. Yep. And this one is on Float Global's site. And Japan Airlines uh, firms up their order for 32 MRJ aircraft. Japan Airlines has firmed up an order with Mitsubishi Aircraft for 32 MRJ regional jets, having signed a letter of intent in August 2014. The carrier will deploy the MRJs from 2021 to be operated by its wholly owned regional subsidiary, J-Air. Uh, says Japan Airlines and Mitsubishi Aircraft in a joint statement. As a network carrier that also operates regional jets, we are contributing to the birth of Japanese first passenger jets, says JAL JAL President uh, Yoshiharu Yuki. (laughs) I'm glad you got this, I know. (laughs) The Japanese airframers order book for the MRJ now stands at 407 aircraft, which includes 223 firm orders, uh, 160 on, on options and 24 purchase rights. The MRJ, the next-generation regional jet, drastically reduces fuel consumption, noise and emissions while offering top-class operational benefits for airlines. Mitsubishi Aircraft remains firmly committed to the success of the MRJ program as well as to the growth of Japan's aviation industry, adds Teruki Kawai, president of Mitsubishi Aircraft. Flight Global's Ascend Fleet's database shows that J-Air operates nine Bombardier CRJ 200s and 15 Embraer 1E170s e and also has orders for five E170s and 10 E190s. See now I didn't even know that Mitsubishi made aircraft. Mm. Oh yeah this is this is new yeah. new very very new. Yeah, yeah yeah It's good um it's good that the, the, you know the companies when you've got big players like Airbus mm. and Embraer yeah. and you know all the big players and Boeing <laughs> and that in the mm. in the market that um you know Mitsubishi Aircraft have obviously proved that they've got a good aircraft yeah. that mm. uh, a big airline like Japan Airlines and mm-hmm. they are have chosen so that's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Well as I say I mean at the end of the day as long as they've got the support and things I mean it doesn't really matter.
1: See I've saved this one for you. Have you <laughs> This is a huge story. Is it? Huge okay. story. Right
0: well let's let's hope we <clears throat> I shall clear my throat in readiness then. <clears throat> right. Oh so this is uh, the United States Air Force chooses seven four seven dash eight as the next Air wow. Force One. Ooh, I say. The um, <clears throat> could you could you not move? Oh, the sorry, would, I'm would that moving. Be the right? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we'll try that again. So the the U.S. Air Force on the twenty eighth of January announced Boeing's four engine seven four seven dash eight Intercontinental Airline will serve as the next Air Force One, uh, besting the Air. A380 as the next generation of aircraft specifically outfitted to carry the US President. The Air Force Secretary Deborah Lee James says that the Boeing 747-8 ...is the only aircraft manufactured in the United States that, when fully uh, missionized, uh, meets the necessary capabilities established to execute the presidential support mission whilst reflecting the office of the President of the United States of America's consistent with the national public interest. The Air Force intends to purchase up to three 747-8s, uh, but has not yet finalised a contract with Boeing. The decision has made uh, was made through uh, a determinations and findings documents. When Air Force officials uh, launched the Presidential Aircraft recapitalization Programme more than a year ago, they considered holding a competition to select a contact contractor to transform the civilian airliners' interior and systems into Air Force One. The service now intends to award Boeing a sole source contract to modify the aircraft with subsystems that must seamlessly interface with each other and the 747-8's commercial aircraft systems in order to meet the presidential no-fail mission. Air Force documents say Boeing was selected for the systems integration work because other companies would face significant challenges securing Federal Aviation Administration approval of the completed craft. The new 747-8 will replace the current 747-200 aircraft uh, designated by the Air Force um, as the VC-25 that serve the Air Force One when the President is abroad. Boeing will manage, design, test, certify and provide pre-operational training for up to three aircraft. The announcement is a huge boost for Boeing's commercial production line in the, uh, for the 747-8, which is exclusively powered by General Electric's GENX-2B engine. A current production, at current production rates, Boeing will deliver the last 747-8 now under contract in early 2017. There typically is an 18 month lead time to place an order without a work stoppage at the final assembly stage unless Boeing receives further orders for the passenger or um, freighter versions of the 747-8. The Air Force would need to finalize a contract by the end of 2015 to avoid a costly break in production. Boeing delivered both VC 25s as the last two 747 200s off the production line in 1990. The Air Force already knew it would need a four engine wide body aircraft to meet the needs of the Air Force One mission, which carries the President on long haul journeys and serves as a command post during emergencies the air force in 2007 first approached airbus for information on the a380 and lockheed about the c-5 uh, airbus substantially uh, subse- airbus subsequently des- declined to offer the a380 for the competition um saying it would be impractical to set up final assembly in the usa mm. hmm. that's an odd decision
1: i think i mean, like, I mean everyone knew that i think um that they'd choose a Boeing product, right? For uh, for air, you know for Air Force One replacement, yeah. That's only natural. They chose the um, seven four seven eight hundred, right? I think to replace the because um, it's nine. You said nineteen ninety. Yeah, that was um, that was the brought into service. Wasn't yeah. it? the two hundred series. Um, so it's quite an old aircraft, Air Force One. Yeah, although it's probably one of the most i
0: the most luxurious, <laughs> luxurious yes, and, yeah. and
1: well um, tended aircraft in yeah. the world. I think. Yeah. But uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I was just thinking uh, to myself what they'll do with yes. the old Air Force One ah, aircraft. Yes, uh, when they obviously take it out they of they service, when it take out of service. What yeah. what will they do with uh, with Air Force the old Air Force One?
0: I would like to think that it would become a museum oh, I, piece. Yeah, well, I I kind of like it to still fly. I don't know whether mm. that, that probably wouldn't be allowed. If I'm honest, I mean I'm sure they. It could. would
1: be great to see it put in a museum. Yeah, it'd be yeah. awesome. Oh well, I'd, um, I'd
0: go. It'd be fascinating. Obviously, to see certain
1: what... aspects would ha- they'd have to obviously remove from the aircraft. Probably well, I don't know some if they bits. Would, but...
0: would they? I mean, as long as you don't leave any confidential documents no. lying around, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, Air Force One as, as 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 a unit could remain intact. I mean, it's uh, you know obviously it's going to have excellent communication. But
1: the 747-8, and... or seven four seven dash eight. Or 747-8, yes. Um, is mostly in service with cargo airlines at the moment. Right. Um, its uh, primary users being Lufthansa. They've got passenger um, versions of yes. Lufthansa. But also Cathay Pacific Cargo, Cargo mm-hmm. Lux Airlines, and Atlas Air, who right. are also cargo-based okay. um, there. So it's very much
0: them. the wide-body thing, cargo, thing cargo thing that, thing that, that, that they're the new going ones. for. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: It, it didn't. It uh, for some reason it didn't hit off as well as I think Boeing thought it would. The seven four seven eight with airlines right. to buy as, as passenger. That may um, change aircraft. if it's becoming Air Force One. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, I mean to, that, yeah.
0: there is no better advert for aircraft reliability than the United States Air Force choosing it to carry
1: their president president around uh, in. That's good. I, good. I, I can't wait to see it. it'd be, yeah. it'd be mega to see um, see what the aircraft looks like. Done, done, will done up will, will,
0: they, get, will they, they sort of release what it looks like inside? I mean, you no, know.
1: I think it's, it's literally it's only just been, uh, announced this week uh, yeah. about this, so it'll be a while before, before yeah. they start leaking because they're a bit of, they're a bit yeah. sort of
0: sort of private about it. I can't imagine why. Uh, <laughs> <you> know,
1: <laughs> it'll be it'll be awesome. Yeah, right? I bet. Yeah. So next story: Flight yeah. Global uh, regarding a same similar aircraft, Um mm. Qantas are to donate um, their first. 747 400 to a museum. <clears throat> Qantas will donate its first 7 3, uh, 747 400 to Australia's Historic Aircraft Restoration Society, or HARS for short, which will open uh, f- uh, it for public display at, and I hope I get this right, uh, Stephen Grant, because if not, this <laughs> isn't good. Uh, open it for public display at the Illawarra Regional Airport, oh, just God. outside uh, Sydney. You are in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Grant, emails in the post. Um, <laughs> the 1989 built aircraft registered Victor Hotel Oscar Alpha. Juliet, Alpha. Juliet Alpha. Sorry, had a mind freeze there. <laughs> uh, will be officially handed over to the uh, the society on the 15th of March following a short delivery flight from Sydney Airport. Haas is home to Australia's largest collection of flying and static historical aircraft and is run by 450 volunteers. Powered by Rolls-Royce RB211 engines, Victor Hotel Oscar Julia Alpha broke a record on delivery. It flew non-stop from London to Sydney in 20 hours, 9 minutes and 5 seconds and the record still stands. Cool. Pilots who flew uh, the first um, Boeing seven four seven four hundred actual flight itself on this aircraft was seen pictured uh, here in front of the aircraft itself with mm-hmm. uh, a long reach. The name of the aircraft is one because they do they name their aircraft like BA does. Oh got right, a few yeah, yeah, yeah. The record breaking flight of this Boeing aircraft was a technical and symbolic achievement because it showed what was possible with the latest generation of aircraft, and that spirit of innovation still drives us today. Says Qantas Chief Executive Alan Joyce. We are excited that by giving this uh, newly retired aircraft to the Haas Museum, we're helping create a local tourism attraction as well as preserving a bit of our past. Haas operates a Lockheed Super Constellation in Qantas Colours and also has other aircraft including a PBY Catalina, a Douglas DC-3 and an AH AH-1 Cobra in its collection. Qantas has previously donated a 747-200 to Qantas Founders Museum in Longreach, Queensland. Mm. That's that's mega. Mm. Uh, that uh, that's so good. I think, yeah. that, you yeah. know, an airline when airlines do things like this, yeah. donating aircraft to museums, because especially the, like the first one. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, so many airlines are starting to phase out the four hundreds now. Yeah. You know, they're being replaced slowly. Mm. You know, Virgin BA um, predominantly Qantas, with what? Or I mean, um, is it sort with of well, three eighties have replaced the Dreamliners, yeah. okay. um, and the three eight yeah, mm-hmm. three fifties, the Airbus three fifty. Um, but I mean, they'll still be flying for quite a few years to come. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nice. Any any nice airlines gear. wanting to donate aircraft out there? Um, <laughs> just send me a line. Drop me a line. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh. I think I think you're a little
0: way to go before you're going to be able to uh, to uh, sort of fly um, fly one of those. Yes. But uh, Next story then. Ah, oh, oh hello, hello. hello. It's all going horribly wrong. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, the technology's uh, playing up today. So we're back to uh, Travel Weekly uh, for this story. And the headline is Monarch set to return to profit this year. Monarch Group expects to return to profit this year, having hit all of its targets on revenue and costs in the first 100 days trading since a major restructuring. The overhaul will enable the group to deliver double-digit earnings this year, the company said. Said today, Monarch also stands to benefit from the sharp fall in jet fuel prices, having unhedged its position last September. This compares favourably to 2014, where the group expects to incur losses of around £44 million. And pre exceptional costs of £125 million or losses of £169 million post exceptional costs, the company said today. The airline is on track to reduce winter losses by around about 20 million. That's a huge number, isn't it? Mm. 20 million. The business has been the, the business has been trading well in the past three months with strong mobile bookings and other direct sales in the key period since Christmas, Monarch said. Monarch came under new ownership last October when uh, Grable Capital agreed to be a significant capital injector, uh, taking a 90% stake in the 47-year-old company. The restructuring involved a radical overhaul of the group's activities to cut £200 million in annual costs and a new strategy – Uh, capacity for 2015 is to be cut by 17% to 7.2 million the company is now well on course to create a new european short-haul leisure network the first of 30 new boeing 737 max 8 aircraft is uh, set to enter the fleet in april 2018 in a place to fully replace its current Airbus fleet by 2020. Each Boeing 737 MAX 8 aircraft will deliver savings of up to 15% in fuel costs per year. So that's uh, good news for
1: Monarch Airlines. Just looking at their fleet, Monarch's Mm. fleet, um, they retired their um, Airbus A300 last year. Um, They retired a couple of A320s Mm. as well at the end of last year. Right. Uh, but they've got uh, seven A three twenty two hundreds, and they've got twenty seven A three twenty ones, which yeah. are slightly longer. Airbus. Uh, they've also got uh, two A three thirty two hundred as well, mm. and they've also got a couple of seven five seven two hundreds, which are being uh, chartered out, and they're also um, getting rid of those as well. Wow. I suspect that's in in you know waiting for these new aircraft mm. to arrive. Yeah, which would be good. Yeah. So we have. Uh, for our last two stories of the show, we've got a couple of top tens. Oh, dear. Yay! Because <laughs> we do love you? a top ten. We indeed, love a top ten. indeed. Uh, the first top ten we've got then is uh, regarding an online travel agent. Um, this is on the Travel Mole site. Yes. Uh, an online travel agent, um, the eDreams uh, site, I've seen those mm. um, online, and they've released a... Survey which they took uh, analyzing more than ninety thousand customers around the world of their top ten airlines. So the uh, top ten airlines, then, uh, as by the customers of eDreams, right? Being
0: as follows:
1: at number ten, so at number ten, it's Scandinavian (laughs) Airlines. Number nine is Austrian Airlines. Number eight Uh, is Norwegian. Number seven is Air Berlin. And number six is Czech Airlines. Number five. Turkish Airlines. Number four. Aegean Airlines. Number three. Lufthansa. Ah, number two. Swiss International Airlines. And finally, number one. <sighs> it's gotta be nearly the world's biggest now. Yeah. Emirates. Right. Yeah. Emirates. Now this
0: is a bit this what what's um poignant here is where's British Airways?
1: <laughs> yeah. It kind of, um <laughs> no, notably missing from the list is UK-based airline British Airways and yeah. Virgin and Ryanair. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not at all surprised that Ryanair aren't in there. But there is a, uh, a, there is a, a bit of a new. There's a little bit of news added on to that. Look, this bit here. Yeah. You, oh yes! Oh, oh, hello! What's this? Notably missing from the UK,
0: basically, are British Airways and Virgin, plus Ryanair, who recently won a legal battle with eDreams to stop it using the subdomain Ryanair.eDreams.de. Why was that then? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that? Oh, I, 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 I dreaded it. <laughs> was it because the complaints were so bad that they basically had to set up their own web domain to stop the rest of the site falling over with all the complaints? It's oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably, yeah. Then. Oh, dear. Then it's time for our final story then in the yes. news section. And it's another top 10, which I'm sure will Bring great joy to to Carlos, and um, <laughs> will. Uh, what's the headline on this? So, so it's really-
1: top ten in service, right. Russian and Soviet airliners by type. What? No, I've flown on one. I've flown on one, <laughs> okay, flown right. on one of these. Okay. So um, fair enough. Yeah. So this is uh, top ten of Russian airliners, right. passenger airliners that are still <laughs> in service. So, okay. right, yes. Number ten, number ten, yes. At number ten, then it's the uh, four-engined Ilusion sixty-two, uh. and at number nine, yes, it's, it's the Antonov An seventy-four. This right. is this is a, this is quite an interesting aircraft. Wow, it's a got beast. the the yeah. uh, An seventy-four has the it's a twin engine. Yeah, um, but
0: the wings are on the top.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, the wings on top, but the engines are also mounted above the wings. Right. Now, this is, um, this is f- so f- for exactly what it's doing in the picture here, landing yeah. uh, in airstrips like that oh, okay. um, on the snow. Oh. <laughs> because obviously, engines being underneath yes. would, draw would draw in all, all the snow, the snow yeah. and stuff. So they have these yeah. engines mounted above yes. the wings. Okay, number eight. So, number eight, uh, so, number eight it's a TU 204, uh, the Tupolev TU 204, very 757 yeah. ish looking yes, aircraft. Yeah, yeah, looks yeah, very similar to the 757 yeah. yeah, 200.
0: It looks very much like. Stuff that's in, in in service even now.
1: Well, oh, this one's still flying oh, in Russia, oh, is it? Right. Yes. Okay, number seven. Number seven is Tupolev Tu one three four. This one I flew on back in nineteen eighty six to okay. uh, Yugoslavia, right? Uh, on one yeah. of these uh, twin engined uh, <laughs> aircraft. Um, very uh, very uh, hmm. well. Very and, old and now. Fifty one of them still in service, according yes, to that. Yes. <laughs> number six. So number six, it's the Sukhoi Superjet one hundred. And uh, there's a uh, hundred of these in service at the moment, and yeah. um, they are made at uh, the regional jet from its plant in Russia, in the far in the far east of Russia. Yeah, see that looks very sort of Boeing esque. Sort of, it's a, it looks a bit like an Embraer. I think one hundred and seventy. Yeah. Okay, number five. Number five, Yak forty two. The Yak forty two. There's sixty five of these in service. Uh, the AC 42 looks very similar to a Boeing 727, but right. slightly shortened right. by quite a lot. Ah. Uh, Three-engined one, this one. And, uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. If I've, I don't think I've ever seen one with the engine on top.
1: Yeah. Well, no, you actually wouldn't now because the Tri Stars have been phased out by uh, the RAF. Right, uh, right. Yeah. But, and the 727s, there's not very many of those left right, in the world yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four, another 3 engine aircraft, a Yakolov Yak-40. This one. Right. And uh, another one that looks. Yeah, um, Kind of like a 727, yeah. but massively shortened. And it's 115, crazy. still in it's service. Still in service, yeah. It's a regional jet. <laughs> Number three. Number three, another three-engine jet. The mm. Russians seem to favour the yes, three the engines day, here. Yeah. It's a TU-154. It was the replacement for the 134. Slightly longer, carries more passengers yeah. and more powerful engines. Um, It's probably slightly larger than the 727, this Mm. one. Um, But still, uh, there's uh, 158 158, of those in service. Yeah, still very Number two. Number two, it's huge. It's massive. It's the Aleutian uh, IL-76. It looks horrific. Uh, It's a four-engine transport (laughs) aircraft. First flew in 1971, Uh. uh, mostly used as a commercial and military freighter. And was designed to cope with unpaved runways and the Soviet Union's worst weather conditions. Uh, It's 181 of those in service, as we said, and uh, four-engined. transport. It does That's look looks like a bit, awesome. of a bit of a pregnant beast, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the penthouse suite there. Oh, is the it right? right my apologies. Yes. And then finally at number one. Number one then, the Antonov AN24. 201 of these in services. A so 50-seat mm. twin turboprop designed and flown in the late 1950s. Was a workhorse for the flag carrier Aeroflot in Soviet times and widely exported. More than one thousand three hundred Antonov An twenty fours were built, and it remains a stalwart in many fleets around mm. the world. So there we go. Wow! Well, Top is... ten list of Russian yeah. and Soviet airliners.
0: They they seem to really um they they seem to really uh uh go for the um I've forgotten what name it was. Like, there's an awful lot of, of the Antonov tup- no, 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 the, the Tupolov. Tupolov, yeah. That, that is, oh, I mean, the yeah.
1: manufacturer, yeah.
0: Is it, they they're mm. presumably big in Russia, aren't right, they? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, They
1: actually, um, yeah. the Russians had the Tu-144, which was a competitor to Concorde. Ooh. Yes, it flew. Yes. Um I think they made two production models of that right. and one of them crashed. Oh, great. Yeah. Um but there is still one. Right. And I think <laughs> if I remember if I remember rightly from what I read re- reading mm-hmm. it's still in airworthy condition. Is it? Yeah. Right. And it is actually reported to be quicker, slightly oh. more the quicker really? than the, than the so Concorde break the sound barrier and yeah. all sort of yeah. Mm. things. Yeah. So that's the mm. TU144. Right. So there we go. We're going to bring uh, the news segment then to a close. Oh, Thank so for that. Our... I need a cup of tea. You need a cup. I know yeah. you're going to get grub- grumbly there. I yeah, think yeah, at some yeah, point. Absolutely yeah. Yeah. It's tea and biscuits. Tea yes. and biscuits. So we're going to come back to you with uh, some military news. Yep. And uh, we're going to bring that to you after this. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines.
0: Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Visher. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool
1: and interesting for everyone. Hang on. Aviation's always been cool. Check this out.
0: How cool is this? Crash, crash,
1: turn that down.
0: What is cricket, anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there we go. Oh, you've got oh, a funny colour. <laughs> never
1: tire of that sound, I'll tell you. Oh, oh, love do, 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 do. Yeah. We so won at cricket, by the way. You uh, won at cricket? Well, did we? Well, not me personally, not you, obviously. No, no, no. No. Or no. oh, we weren't playing Australia. Just obviously. for no, yeah. we weren't playing uh Stephen no, Grant. No no no, 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 no. no. So uh yes, we're back. Hello, yes. I'm be refreshed. Um, I've had a good cough. Apologies for my inability to
0: I've just just Carl's played just some of it back a bit. So I seem to have lost <sighs> the ability to read, so apologies for that.
1: Uh, but, uh, Hopefully, but tea will help. Yeah, Matt has made a lovely cup of tea. Yes, and uh, which is which is an awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice strong cup. Up, so oh, we're going to yes. kick off then with our rundown of some military news. So yes. if you're ready, <clears throat> fingers Matt, and toes all crossed, with knots tied and anything else I can manage on a warm day. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So, with our first story from Flight Globalist one then, Mm -hmm. Greek F-16 crash kills 10 at Spanish base. 10 people are reported to have been killed after one of the Greek Air Force's Lockheed Martin F-16Ds crashed at Albacete Air Base in Spain, uh, with a fire having resulted in casualties and damage to other aircraft parked on the ground understood to have come down soon after taking off uh, on the 26th of January the greek trainer was among a large attachment of aircraft assigned to nato at nato tactical uh, tactical leadership program tlp course which started at albacete on the 19th of january Both crew members of the Greek aircraft are believed to have been killed in the accident and the French uh, Ministry of Defence confirms that eight of its Air Force personnel also lost their lives. Images of the crash scene show a destroyed Assault Alpha jet parked alongside a fire-damaged Italian Air Force AMX. Host service of the Spanish Air Force says around 750 personnel are involved in the current TLP exercise. Visiting combat aircraft from Belgium, Denmark, Germany, Greece, and the UK, and the USA, or also participating in the activity, which is due to run through until the thirteenth of February.
0: Well, that's always—I right. mean, it's the sad, sad news. Sad to lose, sad news, lose sad, life. Yeah. Anyway, it's certainly sad to lose it in in military action, but to actually lose
1: it in in a training must office. have happened fast because yeah. you know the guys didn't eject either. No, um, no, 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 very, very sad no. indeed. Very odd. Yeah. Let's hope they find the uh, find the cause, find the cause, and yes, what happened there.
0: Yes, uh, next story again with Flight
1: Global and this
0: one headline is Boeing awarded Indonesian Apache contract. The US government has formally awarded uh, a Boeing a contract to build the eight uh, AH-64E Apache attack helicopters for Indonesia. Uh, the Department of Defense says that in, in a statement that the firm fixed price Uh, foreign military sales FMS contract is valued at $296 million. The helicopters will be built in Mesa, Arizona and are expected to be completed by February 2018. U.S. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel announced the sale of eight Apaches to Indonesia in August 2013. That announcement Came nearly one year after a notification to Congress a year earlier of the proposed FMS sale. At that time, the total deal was valued at $1.4 billion and included the sale of four APG 78 Longbow fire control radars and arm, arm, armaments package, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> uh, including 120 Lockheed Martin AGM 114. Hellfire air-to-ground missiles, plus a training and crew support package. The helicopters are expected to be used by the Indonesian militaries in counter-piracy and maritime counter and maritime awareness mm. roles. Really?
1: Yeah. So it's uh, all to do with the, the pirates, or some like the pirates in Somalia oh, and stuff. Oh, I, I, I was thinking like, like
0: online downloading.
1: No, slides. no, no, no. no. Bit much to blow them up, isn't it? We I mean, just send them to prison. <laughs> oh dear. What oh, are
0: no, you like?
1: Well, it's because I live in an online world, yeah, isn't it? we make that assumption. The, the <laughs> Apache AH sixty four E, though the mm. latest version, and yep. Sorry, we'll I'm set you back. My tea. Thirty five and a half million dollars. Oh, lovely. For one of those. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. You are not, not tempted to No. 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 Okay. But the Apache first flew in nineteen seventy five. Gosh. So a year yeah. before me and you were were on the planet. Ah yes. 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 Those were dark times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so next story then. Flight yep. Global again. And the Ukraine gives approval for Antonov seventy production start. Mm-hmm. The Ukrainian defence minister has given approval for the Antonovs AN-70 tactical transport to enter sa- uh, serious production for the nation's air force, uh, 20 years after the company's first type took to the air. Confirmation of the move came during an event at the Antonovs facilities on the 22nd of January and followed a deal signed on the 13th of January. Adoption of the AN-70 allows starting up with this aircraft serial production and developing its different modifications, says Antonov. Kiev's approval follows a flight test campaign launched in 2012 which was required again to gain approvals for major upgrades, including integration of modern avionics equipment and improvements to its Ivchenko Progress D-27 prop uh, fan engines. (laughs) which drive counter-rotating propellers. Completed last year, this activity was conducted using Antonov's One Flying Example, which was built in 1996. Flight Globals Ascend fleet's database records the as having already ordered three Antonov 70s, uh, with letters of intent also signed for another two. Moscow has also previously had interest in the type for its armed forces, but this has ended due to current confl- uh, the current conflict uh, in eastern Ukraine involving Kiev's military and pro-Russian separatists. Antonov says the AN-70 has a maximum payload capacity of 47 tonnes, 15 tonnes more than the useful maximum cargo limit offered by the Airbus A400M. Mm. The first flight of an Antonov AN-70 was conducted in December 1994, although that example was destroyed by a mid-air collision only two months later. (laughs) Oh, it's all doom and gloom on the military news this week, isn't (laughs) it? I was just just trying to find some info on mm. on this aircraft because um, I d- I hadn't actually seen this one before. Mm. This one's a new one. It's for a bit me. of a beast, isn't it? Um, it looks when you look at it, it looks very similar to the Airbus A four hundred, but it looks smaller. Although mm. it says that it carries more um, more actual cargo. Well,
0: mind you, I suppose if it, even only a sort of couple of inches wider will make an, a, a huge difference. To... It's a
1: it's a high wing monoplane with four yep. wing mounted prop fan engines. Mm has a full-glass cockpit, fly-by-wire controls. Wow. And the aircraft also has a 19.1-metre uh, ramp, mm. uh, cargo ramp. Um, the uh, engines are Pro- Progress D27 prop van engines, mm. each turning a pair of contra-rotating scimitar propellers. Is that normal, then, with a, well, I mean, the, the, yeah... Supposed to be for power and fuel economy right. these, on yeah. these engines. You, you sort of pull it, pull it away. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, it looks very similar to the um, mm. to the to the A four hundred M, which hopefully you'll see this year at um, at ah, Riyadh. Riyadh. Ah, excellent, ah, splendid. Okay, next story. This is Flight
0: Global again. RAF investigates Voyager wing strike inc- incident. UK Royal Air Force is conducting uh, an occurrence. Uh, Safety investigation OCI after one of its Airbus A330 Voyager tanker transports received minor damage during a ground manoeuvring incident in Canada last month. The mishap followed the arrival of the aircraft ZZ331 at St John's Newfoundland from RAF Bryce Norton in the UK on the 19th of December. Whilst taxiing to its parking bay under the guidance of ground handling staff, the aircraft's wing struck a hangar. Parliamentary Under Secretary of State Lord Asgore of Hever said uh, in a response to a parliamentary question on the 28th of January. Uh, it would be inappropriate to comment further on the cause until the OSI ha- is completed, he adds, while noting the damage caused cause was relatively minor one of the eight voyagers operated by the RAF's 10 and 101 squadrons zz331 uh, was built in 2009 as an and is a kc2 variant example fitted with underwing hose and drogue uh, drogue refuelling pods uh, it's powered by a Rolls Royce Trent 772B-60 engines uh, and it has a 291 seat capacity, seat capacity. Uh, air tanker also uses one additional Voyager without military equipment installed to provide air transport services to the RAF including on the UK to Falkland Islands route so uh, uh, oops
1: I think is oops. the best message. Yeah. to can you remember, we had that. Uh, that was it? The, oh, it was at Heathrow, Heathrow, wasn't, it? wasn't yeah. it? We had the other week, yeah, with yeah a, a tail wingtip strike into a hangar yeah, that building. Was, there. That was BA, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that British Airways, Airways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I think, it just I think the just ground proves crew need to wake up a little bit, <laughs> I think. This is, this
0: is, this
1: is a no, it's, 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 a bit it's not very good, really. Is that, uh-huh, you know, these uh-huh. aircraft keep hitting buildings and stuff. Um, no, but I mean, no, it's the, not like they aren't wide enough, these entrance doors. Oh, no. But uh, for those of you uh, uh, who, who are new to the show, uh, mm. the A330 MRTT, obviously by the name, is based on the Airbus A330 passenger yes. aircraft, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's just converted uh, into a multi-role yeah. uh, tanker and transport aircraft. Uh, wow. Looks very similar to the passenger variant, but it's in grey. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's yes. painted grey. Yes, yes. Uh, Okay, so moving on then to our last uh, military story then for this week, and this one's on the Royal Air Force's site. And the headline, Sentry Standing Guard. Uh, The RAF's contribution to the already formidable array of coalition aircraft operating against ISIL forces was further boosted by the arrival of the E3D Sentry aircraft in Cyprus this week. The E3D Sentry, belonging to 8th Squadron at the RAF Waddington, arrived at RAF Aquaterie in Cyprus on Tuesday, the 27th of January, and the Lincolnshire based aircraft will join other aircraft from 903 Expeditionary Air Wing operating in the area. As well as providing an airborne command and control capability, the Sentry offers a valuable ability to direct and coordinate the huge coalition air effort and will remain in Cyprus for the next few months. The E3D Sentry is an extremely valuable asset to UK and NATO air power. Aside from its operations over Iraq and Syria, it's also filling an important role with the Baltic Air Patrols countering intrusive Russian overflights in the Mm. region, something we spoke Mm. about earlier. Easily distinguished by the large circular radar antenna dish mounted on two vertical structs extending from the top of the fuselage, the seven E3D sentry operated by the RAF were introduced into service in 1990 and are flown by both 8th and 23rd squadrons at RAF Waddington in Lincolnshire. The aircraft has also been used extensively for air and sea surveillance, weapons control and its extensive communication platform. The E3D sentry has been used by the RAF in the first Gulf War in 1990 and the recent coalition campaign in Libya and the ongoing Baltic air patrols. The E3D is based on the Boeing 707-320B aircraft, which was, uh, has been extensively modified to accommodate uh, and uh, the various mission systems uh, and its endurance is approximately 11 hours, although this can be extended by air-to-air refuelling. Mm. It always amazes me this aircraft, how it how it flies, you know, having this the, 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 huge radar dome like rotating. On. massive, yeah. yeah. Does it actually spin? It must be inside the the dome there. It, there, it through, rotates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does rotate. If you watch these flying overhead. Yeah. Uh, if when you I mean I've seen them a few times now. And you if you watch, obviously with a with a camera, a good camera, you can mm. see the um cuz it's got the white stripe on the radar, don't you, you can see mm. it's going round and round slowly. Really. Um pretty awesome aircraft and it just goes to show you know this this aircraft was based on a 707 a very old passenger yeah, aircraft like, from boeing yeah. years old um obviously been extensively modified but uh, yeah. it's awesome to see re-engined as well the original 707 uh, had a lot a uh, lot of different engines to what this has yeah. got on it so and 19 uh what
0: is it 1979 um is is when it first went into service the 707 Wow, 79. 79, according <laughs> to this. Yeah, I can't get over that. And it's, it's
1: being used as we say by the RAF still. Though. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Also, you can tell as well when you look at this. As uh, you look at this, the mm. tail fin is is really tall on the seven hundred and seven. Whether that's been redesigned because of the um, the rotating yeah. radar platform on top there. Yeah but uh, it's good to see that. Interestingly
0: enough the, it was the the commercial side of it before it sort of became military aircraft the Boeing 707 which is a mid-sized long-range narrow-body four-engine jet air, jet airliner built by Boeing Commercial Airplanes was in service between 1958 and 1979.
1: Mm. like in the commercial, in commercial side of things side, yeah. and
0: then there's obviously something about it they quite like that they've they've, that they've kept in the military. So, I mean, I, I guess. Well, it's, it's
1: the same as the seven six seven we were talking about before in previous yeah. episodes. You know, that's been converted to to a tanker transport yeah. as well. Yeah. Even though they don't
0: use them in mm.
1: in sort of standard service, you know, sort of like commercial. commercial the seven six is still in service. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seven six is still in service, but wow. you know, it's just a, it just shows it's another great aircraft yeah. that uh, um, that Boeing have produced that um, has been along yeah. with now we've got the 747 dash eight yeah. uh, yeah. now. Fine. Uh, We're gonna be flying yeah. hopefully for Air Force One. Air
0: Force One, yeah. October nineteen fifty eight with Pan American World Airways. Pan
1: Am. Pan Am oh. yeah. And I'll tell you who also flew the seven oh seven many years ago. PA Air Malta. Air Malta. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had you to could drop get that. Any one in. kind of link with I Malta at any
0: point. <laughs> I'm going to have to go on holiday to Malta oh. with you. I think at some point this will be enough. well. Well,
1: I'm I'm going out there in September. Ah, fingers crossed. Yes, 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 for the air show ah. um, this year. Yes. So perhaps if you're feeling flush. Oh we'll see. Uh, on the yes, 26th, 27th of yes. September. Ah right. Yes. Um you might well, come out I, I there know for that we have weekend. A holiday September time so. I'm in talks with the uh, media media staff are there. You? At the Good. Okay, yeah, well, so. if you can
0: get two passes then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> yes. But
1: uh, no we're moving on to air show type stuff. Uh, obviously things are changing all the time for yes. air shows, but yeah. we'll bring you some more air show news. Yeah, we'll we'll on cover the next that more episode. next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're, as we said before, we are going to React. Yes, uh, we'll be at React this year, yeah. which we're looking forward to immensely. Indeed.
0: Well, that's more or less it then. That is this it. Week for uh, episode forty-seven. Forty-seven. Uh, exciting news for Carl, not for the rest of us. Obviously, oh. is because Carl's going on holiday tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so right so let's get this right so you're you're flying to where I went to actually so you're off to yes. Lanzarote I'm off to Lanzarote yes. tomorrow morning yeah okay and you're flying with Thomson Airways Thompson Airways right okay and do you know what plane you're on yet Oh by me you, Of course <laughs> sorry. do you not think We're... I've <laughs> researched I this didn't even think it did Yes what was I thinking Yeah. Uh, so you
1: are flying on a 737800 right okay very yes. you're right. I'm, I'm surprised by that yes. I thought
0: perhaps it might be in Thomson it might be a bit more um Luxurious, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, all... yeah. At... it's no different to the plane that I flew
1: flew out with Ryanair. Apart from the price tag, no Se- doubt. Secretly, <laughs> secretly, I'm kind of hoping because the because Thompson still do have a, a little splattering of 757-200s. Right, so I'm hoping they might they might stick that on the route to because right. I okay. do love a seven five seven. Okay, but excuse no, the naivety. What's the difference? Seven five seven stretched, slightly right. narrow, long. Okay. Well, same same width, longer. Right. Okay, it carries a few more people, but it's an uh, older aircraft. Okay. But, Lovely aircraft, right? It's a pocket rocket, they call it. Oh, it's vastly <laughs> overpowered, <laughs> right? Um, by its engines, but right. um, no, seven three seven eight hundred tomorrow. Uh, Mind
0: you, if if you warn them in advance how much luggage you're bringing, because um, you and your wife are going away. So I mean, yes. If it, if it, with the, given my my inter- case will, it will consist of mainly <laughs> aviation
1: related uh, oh, yeah. um, reading, yes. Um, studio equipment, because yes. uh, we hopefully intend We're carrying on carrying out
0: a little experiment. Is the plan yes. well with
1: the. Uh, the relative success of uh, uh, the episode we done a few back when yes, Matt was in ago, Lance yeah. Rotting, yeah. uh a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We are gonna attempt as we like to we we don't like to sort of make you no. wait for a week. No, 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 no. We're gonna try and bring you an episode next week mm-hmm. again uh, yeah. whilst I'm there, hopefully wi- Wi-Fi permitting. Yes, um, yeah. uh, yes, I've got a studio mic which uh, Matt has uh, yes. got for me off the uh, <laughs> off the interweb. Yes, interweb. Um, yes. Um, which I'm taking with me, mm. and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see so, yeah, you show expect-
0: next week. Next week could be hilarious because obviously, whilst he's not here, I'm driving the desk. Yes, Matt will be in charge of all computer. the things that I usually press. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it could be a car crash waiting to happen. But, uh, so, anyway, so things so, could go like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Or they uh, might be okay. All
0: <laughs> right, there. You <laughs> seem to fall into a tunnel.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dear, right. Right, well, I guess, guess we better finish You need, this pack. So I need to pack. I know. I see. It, it, I'm not crazy. even joking, ladies and gentlemen. No, the first not.
0: thing he said to me when I arrived was that he hasn't even got the cases out of the out of the loft yet. I'm no, no one is more shocked about that than me. I'm amazed your wife has allowed you not to have already done that. I because knowing Gemma as I do, I know she will have been planning this since you booked it.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs>
0: It takes me five minutes to pack. Yes, it doesn't take you five minutes to pack. It may only take you five minutes. It may take Gemma a little longer. Right,
1: let's let these people get away. Indeed. Oh, right, yes. Right, Right, so. <laughs> so thanks very much for joining us again yes. for episode 47 of the 47. Plain Talking UK podcast. Yes. Uh thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate all our listeners. Very much so. Yes. Very much so.
0: Don't forget to get in contact with the show. It's www.plaintalkinguk. uh dot uh so the plain <laughs> talking uk. See, the one decent bit that you gave us to I screwed it up. Yeah, I was just like you've got to listen next week because it's going to be hilarious. Oh, it is. <laughs>
1: And you can also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Plain Talking UK Podcast. And on Twitter as well. We've had loads of new followers this Mm -hmm. week on Twitter, uh, which is awesome. Look for us on Twitter and follow us on Twitter, Plain Talking UK Podcast. And just a quick thank you as well before we go uh, this week. uh, I'm yet to download episode 153 um, of... uh, It's because it's saving it for his plane list. Yes, I am. But uh, on uh I'd like to thank uh, Captain Jeff from ah. the Airline Pilot Guy podcast. Uh he gave us a huge mention in episode 153 this week. And uh, thanks ever yeah. so much for that Jeff. We always appreciate things like that. Yeah. And uh Jeff produces a awesome show over there yeah. which is also available on iTunes as we are as well. So get over there and download the Airline Pilot Guy podcast. It's a stable part of my weekly diet. Well, I know yes. that mm. and look forward to listening to that episode whilst I'm on holiday, Jeff, next week yeah, on the, in the sun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Right, so thanks again for joining us uh, and don't forget to tune in next week for another episode where we will be it's going to be it. a car
0: crash, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I strongly advise you listen, if only for outtakes. <laughs>
1: oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay, so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see. Well, speak to you all again next, next week. week. So, from me, Carlos, it's a quite nice, pleasant afternoon mm. with with a bit of cloud, indeed. And yes. uh, no flying lesson. Of no course. flying lesson. No. no. So goodbye from me, and, and it's good
0: from you. It's goodbye from Matt as well as I say. And uh, don't miss next week. It should be hilarious.
1: Okay. Goodbye. Bye.